Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Aerosmith touches the 90s. They've got a couple, of course, probably their, their best ballad is from the 90s, from the Armageddon movie. I mean, like I said, my Aerosmith disc enough. that had the I nipples on it was from definitely from when I was in high school. So that Armageddon was is so bad, it's good. Whoa! Oh my God. This is space! We're just in the beginning part of space. We, we haven't even gotten to outer space yet. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewie. You know, Armageddon is so bad, it's good. I oh, agree. What? One What's million percent agree with it. It's, it's got a so love cheesy. story. It's, it's realistic. So, it's, it's, got a it's good. Break. It's really good, but it's super cheesy. When he is doing the animal cracker on her naked belly, and then he goes up <laughs> to the mountains. Yeah, the gazelle's a little spooked. Then he could head north to the ample assistance provided <laughs> by the madness peaks above. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewie. Come on! It's a cute Come little on. scene. It's a great family flick. Great family <laughs> flick. <laughs> Yikes. Bruce Willis dies. Don't tell people how it ends. It's been out for like Aye. 30 years. You take care of yourself. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewie. Now live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride it. She's trying to hide it. I'm cool as ever. She's too excited. Her man look like he want to fight. He ain't doing nothing but running his mouth. Okay. As I do every single day, guys. Wake up. Rub the little sleepies out of my eye and cross my fingers that this is over. I hope that it was resolved overnight. I just do. It's so dramatic. It's so unnecessary. And I'm sick of talking about it. And I got a feeling a lot of fans and, and, and listeners out there are sick of talking about it too. The drama in Green Bay, or as we have come to call it here on this show, the Green Bays of our lives. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the green bays of our lives. I kind of like it. Because there's always a new twist. You love drama. (laughs) I do love drama, just not my own. I mean, Chewie's getting to that age, you know, he's in his 50s. He just likes turning on the television and seeing his stories every day. I gotta catch up on the stories. Yeah. So has anybody come back from the dead this week? Has anybody reemerged this week? Any brothers marrying cousins? <laughs> any siblings who didn't know they were siblings but accidentally got married? Let's yeah. leave Mississippi out of this. He did nothing <laughs> in Alabama. Okay. <laughs> it is dramatic. It is unnecessarily dramatic. And guys, this all comes down to for me: Aaron Rodgers needs to talk. He needs to step in front of a microphone and needs to call up one of his buddies. I don't even care which of his buddies it is. There's a bunch of them that have radio shows. And just tell us what's going on. He's got to stop allowing the rumor mill and former teammates and NFL insiders to create the narrative for him. Because that's what's happening right now. Well, and that's what brings me back to... So he's clearly losing the PR battle, right? Which which, which might be why he's not talking, because he didn't think he would lose the PR battle. But at the same time, he just seems so comfortable. It seems very much unlike him to not want to comment publicly on something like this. Like when rumors are flying and stuff is... For example, and this is an extreme example, but when he was doing the radio show with Jason, like there was, I don't even know where it came from, but a rumor that was out there that he was gay, 
right? And he went to Jason. He's like, hey, we need to address this. Jason's like, okay, if you want to. And he gave like a really awkward comment about it. It seems like when he's aware of rumors and things out there, he wants to speak publicly. So for some reason right now, he is just very comfortable operating ah, in this. Is he comfortable? I don't know. If he's not speaking, like, again, yeah, but everything he... points to him wanting to speak publicly about this, at least in his past. And we have zero signs that he's actually going to do that. Which would lead me to believe, A, he planned this very poorly because he didn't think the reaction would be what it was, which we believe it's around 50-50, right? Would you say 50-50? 50% of the fans who have taken the side of the Packers, Correct. 50% of the fans who are taking the side of Rodgers. I actually think it's starting to tip. I think it's more uh, in the camp of the Packers than it is uh, in the camp of Rodgers. Every, theory... every time, so Jason did a poll yesterday at Jason J. Wildey on Twitter where he said Jesse Nelson, their producer, he had some buddies up north, Tauscher's pickleball teammates, and two of Wildey's friends all said the same thing. They're ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. So they put it out. Are you ready to move on from no, 12? No, they're, they're right that's now. Not the same 76% percent are but, not ready to but move that's on. not the same thing so nobody wants to move on from rogers because he gives you the best chance of winning that is that is 100 percent accurate people here want aaron Rodgers under center but if you have to pick a side between the franchise that has been around for decades and decades and decades and decades or a guy who is on the last few holes of his golf outing they're going with the franchise like, they feel like that's where a lot of these fans are or, at this point. And there's a frustration because they feel like, Rodgers, you told us you wanted to end your career here. You said you wanted to retire a Green Bay Packer right off into the sunset in green and gold. And then it comes out that you don't? And why? Because you don't like your boss? Well, no, because the Packers don't want him to retire a Packer. Like, or... The Packers don't want him to retire a Packer. That's why he doesn't want to retire a Packer, because the Green Bay Packers have made it abundantly clear that they don't want that. Or... He's holding on to something to get maximum effect. Because it's like me when I go to the fireworks. I hate fireworks. Okay? Fireworks don't change. So I'm always like, that was the grand finale time to go. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Everyone thinks we've seen the grand finale, and that's where like, yeah, we're ready to move on until the season starts and they start 0-6. He may be holding something to get maximum effect. Right? Or no? I think he's got... He has to have something up his sleeve. He's got something. Like if he there, doesn't, I, he miscalculated this whole thing. Right? And we know I him still to, think he's miscalculated this whole thing, but I still think he's got something. We okay. know him to be incredibly cerebral. We know him to think things through. We know him to oftentimes be several steps ahead of everybody else. The old chess versus checkers analogy. But we put it on the poll yesterday. Who is currently winning the PR battle, Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? And 63% of people said the Packers are winning the PR battle. So that's where we talk about maybe Aaron miscalculating how this thing would roll from a perception standpoint. Though. Do you see it from him, though? I mean, he is so calculated and diligent, and he's like, okay, let me just run this in my head real quick. This is how it's going to play out. Because he, he would have grossly, right, underestimated the percentages. He's got something. I, I would think he has to have something. Tape but recordings? What? Tape recordings. Possible? I mentioned yesterday I watched Possible? Bombshell, and at the end of the movie, you know, it's Nicole Kidman's character, and she's like, should we do the thing? Should we do the thing now? And her attorneys are like, let's do the thing. And then it comes out that she had audio recorded all of the conversation with the guy from Fox News. And that was like the dagger 
to quote Wayne Larrabee. Okay, so here's what we're going to do today. 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. Whose side are you on? How are you feeling today about the saga in Green Bay, the Green Bays of our lives? 800-990-3776. All lines are open today for you to tell us whose side are you on. How are you feeling today about the saga in Green Bay? Chu, how are you feeling today about the saga? Uh, I'm, I side with the Packers. I don't want them gone. It is getting annoying from the standpoint of... I just don't think it rises to the level, his complaint rises to the level of the action he's taking. I mean, he essentially wants his ice cream and he wants your ice cream too. Well, you can't have my ice cream. It's mine. Is the is you the even, your you don't even like ice cream? You did to Darren Rogers, technically speaking. Like we don't know what you would since do. With he's that. off dairy since several years Does, ago. Uh, but is your... can make me old. No, yes. no, yes. no. I yes, will defend this. No, no, no. Right, Pecan is not no, an old person ice cream. Chewy. Butter pecan is an old butter person ice cream. Butter pecan is delicious. You're the only person under 60 no, eating butter Jen. pecan. Old people ice cream is coffee. Coffee ice cream That's is... That's a bad old person ice cream, too. Yeah, isn't they, it? Yes. they both can be bad people ice cream. No. Old people ice cream. Butter pecan is delicious, and anybody who says it's an old person ice cream hasn't tried it, because if you did, it's it would delicious. change your life. I have tried it. You know when I've tried it? When my grandpa's like, come up here on my lap, honey, and have some of my butter pecan ice cream. So obviously you haven't tried it in the last 20 yes. years. Yeah, grandpa's, uh, been, grandpa's been gone am... for some time. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. R.I.P. I am siding. I am siding with the Packers, and I will give him a pass. I mean, I'll still make fun of him if he uses his escape hatch um, to get out of this. You're going to make fun of him for using the escape hatch, though. No, and I for will, those but... unfamiliar, the escape hatch is that he hasn't said anything. That he never said that he wanted Brian Goodenkunst fired. That he's never said he has an issue with the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, we know there is an issue. He did sort of address it when he talked to Mike Tirico uh, at the Kentucky Derby when he said, I'm disappointed that this got out. I'm disappointed that it was made public. So there certainly is something there. But the escape hatch is for him to say, this was blown completely out of proportion by the media. We've been working through it behind the scenes. People don't know what they're talking about. And I always intended to get back under center in that, Green that's Bay. That's fine. Because I will take the escape, ha- escape hatch over 5 and 13 any day of the week. <sighs> and that's where they're headed. Man, what are you, what, what? what are you doing? Five and 13. You're just going to skip forward to the 18-game season? We're not even going to pretend 17 games existed? You've I was been so doing proud such of you. a good job. Oh, it was five and 12. <sighs> it's okay. I was never good at math. No, and you still aren't. <laughs> well, no, he, but he was good at football math. Because 16 games split up the four quarter. Like, football math, Chewy could handle. But now that football math all got messed up. 800-990-3776. 800-990-ESPN. We want to know, whose side are you on? How are you feeling today? We are two and a half weeks into this saga. Doesn't look like it's going to be resolved for another two weeks or so. We're looking at that date of June 8th when Rodgers has to arrive or has to participate in mandatory training camp. That's still a long ways off, guys. 800-990-3776. All lines are open for you this morning. How you feeling? Whose side are you on? We'll talk more about this with Jason Wildey right after this. All Packers, all the time. The Coon and James Jones things, you know, tickled my optimistic phone. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically or all nuts? 
Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. It's Jason Wildey on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I don't have any other reason for optimism other than what they said, and so I'm not sure if I should be optimistic. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Great to have Jason Wildey joining the program, as he does multiple times a week. Jason, these guys were trying to make an ice cream analogy when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, saying he not only wants his ice cream, but he wants your ice cream too. And Chewy said his ice cream is butter pecan. Does that or does that not make him 72 years old? 72. <laughs> I'm um, well, my wife's favorite ice cream flavor is butter pecan. Yeah! yeah! Chewy was right. Holy. Yeah. Chewy was right. So, thank you, Jason. You're welcome. Well, thank Paula, really. Oh, well, thank you, Paula. <laughs> uh, Jason, is it clear after LaFleur's comments that he is going to be the good guy and they believe if this whole thing is going to be saved, he's the one that's going to be the one to save it? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I mean, I don't think that it's, um, I mean, I suppose it could be, but I don't think it's a strategic move by the Packers necessarily. Um, I think Lafleur's genuinely frustrated by Goody. I think the coaching staff is genuinely frustrated that this has gotten to the point that it is. I think they are definitely on team Rogers. But I would say this, and and I said this to Tausch um, right after he was on our show, but last year after the draft, we had LeFleur on, and it was odd how hard he was trying to distance himself from the love pick almost immediately, especially, and I think, Gabe, I've heard you talk about this as well. Like, on the broadcast, remember they were all at home, and before his kid was on uh, camera, um, Lafleur was on camera when they made the pick, and he certainly acted very happy. Now he could, as I think Gabe's pointed out, you know you have to act happy, right? I mean, you can't, mm-hmm. you know, the camera's on you. But it was—I thought it was really interesting that he went out of his way with Tausch and me to kind of distance himself from the pick almost immediately. And I would love to get a couple of beers on the table with him and see if he felt that way right away. Because I know that there are coaches in the building that feel like their opinions on players in terms of draft prospects are not listened to. And that's not new. Like Joe Witt, I'll never forget this. I remember him telling me right after the draft that he didn't like Demarius Randall and he didn't like Quentin Rollins and they drafted both of them. And that was before we found out that both of them weren't very good. So I always thought that that was interesting that, you know, they have coaches do evaluations and they're probably not worth the paper they're written on. Hmm. 
So, Jason, is the Packers' plan right now to out-stubborn Aaron Rodgers? That, oh, he'll come to his senses and he'll want to win for, for Matt LaFleur and for Big Dog and Bakhtiari and Devontae Adams. Is that the plan? Because as a stubborn person, anytime I see someone try to out-stubborn me, I just become even more stubborn. Yeah, look, I, yes, to some degree, Gabe, but I think their stubborn point is not necessarily tied to you know, tugging at his heartstrings for the guys he cares about. I, I think their stubborn part is is uh, they would rather lose with him not playing than lose with him being traded. Like I, I just I think that they are very much committed to what they're saying about not trading him. I mean, look, you know, the one thing and. and uh, Charles Robinson pointed this out in one of his pieces on Yahoo Sports about the parallels to what David Dunn did with a previous client in Carson Palmer in Cincinnati. And he pointed out that the reason why the Bengals, after Palmer had missed, I don't know how many weeks into the season that was, but the reason why the the Bengals eventually traded Palmer to the Raiders was a, they got a big offer, but B Andy Dalton played pretty well for them. You know, he was a young, I don't know if he was a rookie that year, but he was definitely a young quarterback and he played well enough that Mike Brown said, okay, well, we got a guy. We're good. So let's get what we can for Palmer. And I don't, I don't know if that's going to be like, it would, help Aaron Rodgers if that was what this came to. And again, who knows if it will. But if it did, it would help Aaron Rodgers if Jordan Love was good. Which is such a interesting scenario that he would have to rely on that the guy that, you know, was chosen to replace him would actually help him by being good. Jason, I was intrigued by the tweet that you put out yesterday talking about people that you've come in contact with, same with Jesse, your producer, and same with Mark Tauscher, who are ready to move on, who would would be okay moving on from Aaron Rodgers. How much is this affecting Aaron's legacy, and does he care? You know, I know we're all talking about this, like, nonstop, and the problem for me is that there's no new news, right? I mean, until until either June 1st, which, again, as we talked about last week, Jen, you know, that is the date that if they were to trade them after that, they would achieve a lot of cap relief and then push the rest of the cap charges into next year. But I, I don't think we're going to hit June 1st on the calendar. They're going to say, okay, we're ready to trade them. Um until June 8th, when he no-shows for the mandatory minicamp, I just don't think anything is going to happen. And so we're going to keep feeding the the machine, and maybe that influences Packers fans. But unless he speaks before then, you know, I don't think there's anything that we can look at and go, yeah, this is making his his legacy worse. Like, we're going to have some open OTA practices that we as reporters are going to be able to attend. And it's going to be weird to look out on the Clark Hinkle field. I almost called it Ray Hinkle field, Ray Finkel field. Um, Places out, Dan. Mm-hmm. And, and, not, and not see him there. I mean, it's really going to be strange. And, 
And remember, because even though these are all voluntary, you know, he never missed any of this. Like he didn't miss, a, he's never missed a day of the off season program until this year. And so I, that'll be something that we'll all talk about and write about and whatever else. But I don't, I just, I don't know if he's doing anything right now until he speaks and explains himself. I don't know if you can really make any assumptions about his legacy if you're a fan. Well, Jason, could you, could you say, though, that him not speaking is affecting it? Because I do know that there's a huge portion of the fan base out there that is clamoring to hear from him. I see it every day in the Twitter responses, like, until I hear from Aaron, I'm not going to panic. Or, until I hear from Aaron, I don't believe anything I hear. And, you know, we could have a whole conversation about fans sticking their head in the sand because they don't want to hear things that they don't want to hear. But is that him not speaking? Is that affecting his relationship with the fan base? Uh, yeah, I, I can't speak for fans. I would say this, those two examples you just gave, I don't think those hurt him at all. I think they probably help him, right? The longer he goes without saying anything, the more people... I mean, mm-hmm. there are literally people that are saying that Adam Schefter has no sources. Yep. Like, I, I just, I, I, and I would say this, and, and there are lots of normal, well-adjusted people on social media. But uh, the one thing that in 12 years of having Twitter, I have now realized is I just don't care about most of the people that are saying stuff on Twitter. Like it is a place where you, it is, it is a place where you can vent about your frustrations about anything and everything. And unless folks used to email me or call into the show or what have you, I didn't know that those people felt that way. Um, I like the polls, but beyond that, you know, there's a lot of angry people that need an outlet and they're angry at Aaron Rodgers and they're angry at politics and they're angry at lots of things. So once he speaks, I would predict this. If you like what you hear, all will be forgiven and you'll take what he says and you'll dislike Goody more. And once he speaks, if you already didn't really like him, He'll say something that you'll seize upon to say that he's a selfish jerk and you'll like him just as little as you did before. I, I think there'll be a confirmation bias once he speaks and then there'll be a small group that maybe will be moved one way or the other based on what he says. Jason, do you think Lafleur is concerned about collateral damage? And what I mean there is all the anger from the fans on the Packers side of it seemed to be directed at Goody. Now, fast forward to the season. If they start horrible 0-5 or whatever, is LaFleur concerned? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's Let's just right. say they go 0-5. 0-5, is LaFleur concerned that that anger from that's directed at Goody is now going to turn to him because he's, you know, the coach running the team? You think he's concerned about that or projecting to the future? And is that why he was so gushy in his response about Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if he's worried about being people being mad at him. I think he's worried about losing. And I think, uh, again, you know, let's give Jordan Love, give Love a chance. Yes. Saying goes, right? I mean, let's give him a chance to have an offseason. Let's give him a chance to have a full-fledged training camp. Let's give him a chance to play in some preseason games. So before I say what I'm going to say next, let's give him all those opportunities. But based on what Matt LaFleur knows right now, he knows that Jordan Love's not good enough 
for them to be a playoff team. Like, again, I keep going back to this, but the guy who drafted Jordan Love, the guy who kicked over the first domino that has created everything that we are now finding ourselves in, by drafting Jordan Love, said, quote, Jordan's got a long, long way to go. <laughs> like, he said it himself. Like, if, if, if you are willing to start the fire that this has created, to acknowledge that as of today, that that guy has a long, long way to go, and he would potentially have to start the season because you ticked off the quarterback so much. I'm, I just find that to be astonishing. And now, like, you know, Jen, you talk about public opinion. I mean, I'd be really curious to know how signing Blake Bortles has affected how Packers fans view this. Are they more angry at Rodgers because of this or what? Because if the – if the Vikings or the Bears, I mean, think about how much fun Packers fans poked at the Bears for that tweet with Andy Dalton with QB1 on it, right? Imagine if one of your division rivals signed Blake freaking Bortles. Who's this Imagine Blake Bortles you speak I of? I don't know. He keeps saying this name. I don't know who I know Robbie Bortles. Robbie Bortles. Robbie Bortles. Robbie Bortles we know here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Jason? You would make fun of any team that signed him mm-hmm. up and down. And instead, you are now going, well, you know, I got Jesse on our show going, I think they could make, they could win the division with Blake Bortles. <laughs> Jason, I believe the exact quote you said yesterday after Jesse said that was, that's the stupidest thing we've ever said on the show. And I agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, a, that's a tough title to earn. Well, I mean, it's not like you guys are Jen Game and Chewy. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we've got. The stupidest thing you guys have ever said on your show is like what? Well, it's actually football related. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> if the shoe fits. I'm not even looking behind the glass. <laughs> no, good idea. You don't oh, want to. Spot, hey, Jason, great to have you. We appreciate you updating us on the latest episode of Green Bays of Our Lives. Have a great uh, day. Is that what you're going with? Green Bays of Our Lives. Have you, you, we've got an open and everything. Jason, do you want to hear the imaging? I would love to hear the image. Oh, here we go. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the green bays of our lives. (laughs) See, not bad. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Take care. Be good. See, See Jason, Jason. you think your show can be stupid. See you, Jason. Look at what we can do over here. Listen, if you're waiting on the line, just hang put. We are going to get to you in just a few moments. Today, we got you. We are taking the temperature of the state, the state of the state, if you will. How you feeling out there? Whose side are you on? 800-990-3776 is the number. Stay on the line, Gabe. Let me tell you about my friends over at Windows Select, a local Milwaukee-based company offering replacement windows, siding, and doors. And what's great about Windows Select is they believe in their products so much, they offer you a double lifetime warranty. Not just one, but that's right, a double lifetime warranty because all of their products are high quality and energy efficient. But that's not all. Because if you're in the market for a new window, siding, or door, just contact my friends at Windows Select because right now they have a special buy one, get one free window deal with no payments for a year plus that 
double lifetime warranty. That's right. Every window you buy, you get one free. No payments for a year. Call them today. Set up a free estimate for new window signing or doors. 262-703-3500. Or head to windowselect.com. Tell them you heard it from me, Gabe Neitzel, right here on ESPN Milwaukee. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Can, no. no, 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 no. I think As we need to Dairy ask Queen, Asterisk. Very good. <laughs> I think we need to ask Asterisk. Asterisk. Right there. Hey, you're right there. I am a man of integrity. Oh, I know that. And on 94.5 ESPN. Got you. We are taking the temperature of the state, the state of the state, if you will. Where do you stand on the green bays of our lives? We've got a number of callers lined up. Let's get to John in Kenosha. John, where do you stand? Well, first of all, good morning, guys. Great show. Um, my, my stance is there's a lot of blame to be thrown around completely. And, and first, I'm going to start with the Packer organization. Uh, they've kind of made this whole situation an embarrassment to the entire organization in the city of green bay in my opinion and the only person to blame there is mark murphy he's the one that created this funky organization and he's the head of it i've worked for the navy for over 35 years so he's in command he's the tip of the spear and if this goes haywire and it already has he's the one that should lose his job so that's my first take on the organization the second take is uh Aaron himself, um, great quarterback, never been a lovable character, uh, certainly doesn't, uh, doesn't have the love that Favre did when he was here, uh, just hasn't ever in, uh, made himself uh, a lovable character to all the Packer fans. So if, the, if this goes bad, I think the Packers should be spiteful back at Aaron Rodgers, who loves to spite things anyways. So... <laughs> My take would be get Jordan Rogers or Jordan Love. Sorry, and Jordan Rogers. And, uh, Jordan I mean, Rogers might do it. We don't know Jordan Rogers right up Robbie Bortles. Might as well give him a shot, <laughs> yeah. right? There you go. But no, give Jordan number twelve and let him line up uh, with Rogers' jersey on. And if Jordan doesn't want to do that, I could see why maybe he wouldn't want number twelve. Then the, our next step is to invite Lynn Dickey back and uh, hmm. retire his jersey under his name and put it up on the honor. That would spite Aaron. So that's my take on things. But, I think John uh, doing a great uh, job of showing just how far gone this is, right? He's bringing <laughs> back Lynn Dickey. He's saying, Lynn Dickey, suit up. You're up. John, we appreciate the call. Thanks for calling 800-990-3776. We've got Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave, good morning. Great to hear from you. Uh, thanks for taking the call, Jen. Um, you said let's take the temperature of the state. I think the state has a fever, <laughs> um, and uh, I'm, I'm concerned. Um, I'm concerned by the last caller, and, and everybody is allowed to have their opinion. And um, you know, we, we I, I view Aaron and, and all. Yeah, I know Aaron, um, not not as well as some people, but um, uh, um, I think. He's done so much for the state. Um, he's Dr. 12. I think he has made himself lovable. Uh, he received an honorary degree from the Medical College of Wisconsin for his work with the MAC Fund, for his work with Make-A-Wish. Um, I think people forget that um, because that was a little bit earlier in his career. Um, but he's been an MVP person and player. He does so much 
uh, a little bit more under the radar. He doesn't necessarily want all that attention, but he does an awful lot. He also, you know, I challenge anybody, who's going to bring a Lombardi championship to Green Bay again in the next three to five years? It's Aaron. It just just is. And so I am a Packer fan. I do think that um, every situation – I. requires a, a, a looking at things from a higher level. Um, like every other business, including medicine, there are times when people have bad communication. I think that communication needs to improve. I think that po- apologies need to be delivered. And I think that Aaron Rodgers wearing number 12 needs to bring the Lombardi back to Mo- Wisconsin. Dr. Dave, do you think it matters how the apology happens? Do you think that there has to be a public apology, or can it happen behind closed doors and these two sides move on? They need a moderator. I think it can be behind behind closed doors. It's between the individuals in the room. It can be, as as, uh, Jason likes to refer to Hamilton, it can be in the room where it happens. I think when we see 12 out there on Lambeau Field in green and gold, not some God-forbid other color, um, he should be cheered. He should be appreciated. And the Packers, um, the Packers have done what they've done. But the, the, the role is to put another championship year up at Lambeau Field. And 2021, 2022, Aaron is the best way to get there. And that's what this is about. Dr. Dave, we appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in. Have a great one. But they need a moderator because Murphy's already screwed the thing up, and Aaron doesn't trust Murphy. So there's no one in the building that he trusts. And Aaron's camp shares blame, too. So they need someone from outside to come in. Bob Harlan would be perfect. And I don't think they're there yet, you know, because they're both sides are still stewing. Yes. More so Aaron than the Packers. But they need to get to a table before this thing blows up. And it may be in June, it may be in July, but everyone just needs to air Does their Aaron grievances. Does Aaron have a relationship and with Bob? Would he trust Bob? He knows Bob. I guarantee he knows Bob. Yes, you. everyone trusts Bob. Bob okay. is Mr. Rogers. No. Relationship. <laughs> but Aaron he's the nicest guy, but... Would you because, agree that Aaron doesn't, saying, Aaron doesn't trust? I don't even think he trusts Lafleur to well, a so point. Well, so that's what I was going to say. Also, my concern is that this starts to bubble. This starts to percolate. This starts to affect relationships other than his and Goody's. As you're forcing people to take sides. As a guy like Matt Lafleur has to go out and say, we want him back in the worst way. When people are forced to take sides, I think that schism starts to grow. And that can be really bad for a franchise. If they can control it to, just to the relationship between Rodgers and Gooden. I think you're okay. I think you go, hey, I don't like him. He doesn't like me, but we can work together. The relationship is mutually beneficial. But if it starts to make other people in the building choose sides, it starts to get real messy. Yeah, I just, I mean, maybe he does trust Bob. I just wonder if Rodgers would see if Bob Harland ends up being like that mediator. If he's like, well, no, this is a former Packers executive. Why would I trust this guy? I, I just don't Bob's know. Because Bob's a straight shooter. I've yeah. dealt with Bob on certain. He's just, he tells it like it is. He's a straight shooter. He'll listen to everyone's side, and we don't need him to take a side, right? We just need him to come up with the solution. We just need him, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone apologizes, and Aaron, how much money do you want? Here you go. 
and you're on a three-year program. We're going to keep you for three years, and then we'll trade you wherever you want to go. But according to reports, throwing money at the issue hasn't worked yet. There is more there that is contributing to this schism, to this divide. We've got George in the north side on the air, 800-990-3776, if you want to weigh in. Where are you at today? We're taking the temperature of the state, the state of the state, if you will. Good morning, George. Hey, how you guys doing? So I just want to ask you a question, because, you know, we've, been talking about this for weeks, and I understand and it's been the, everybody got all these different opinions. But in the, in the, in, the, in the end of at the end of the day, the Green Bay Packers have been going to the NFC Championship, and I understand they haven't had always all the weapons. But it's like I could see if this was a sucky franchise. I can see if Aaron didn't have to sign that deal he signed, he could have made some more guarantees for himself. He just signed that deal. And it is what it is. We talk about communication. I understand that part, too. But he's under contract. You're owed a lot of money. You already know you're not going to be a Packer forever. No one is. So why is it that you just can't, through your obligation, forget the forget Gudekins. Man, we're, your team, in the end, my more concerned is I'm with my Packers players. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't like this. Yeah, I believe that they should turn the rest of his money into guaranteed money. But after that, let him go. Like, this is too much. Like, to me, the organization is more important than any quarterback because he, we can sign him and we can still not win a Super Bowl. So what's going to happen when you sign him? We give him what he wants and we still don't win. Then what? Yeah. Now what's the excuse? Because everything is give him what he wants so we can win. Okay, you do that, what do we lose? Now what? Yeah, so George, it's, like, it's, it's a great it's point. Like you're gambling either or, right? It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. I say give him the money. I, but I don't want him after the three years. I don't want to extend him longer than that. Just because this is ridiculous, dude. Just go, man. I hate. I hate. I just hate the fact that you sign a contract for 190 million. You get 80 million guaranteed. The other hundred, you have to. It's not guaranteed, but they can cut you or they can't cut you. If you're playing at a high level, nine times out of ten, a quarterback they usually play out their whole contract. So my thing is, which is which is why Rodgers signed it in the first place. They didn't have Jordan Love, and then once they drafted Jordan Love, he went. Well, okay. As we all did. We looked at the contract and we went, well, after 2021, he's gone. And he wants to have some control over that. This is about, it's not about the money. We mentioned that. It's about control. That's what this is about. It's about having some sort of control over some sort of situation. Great stuff, George. We appreciate you. Call back anytime. Uh, Listen, I got thoughts about what George had to say, but I'm going to hold them until we get back after the break. But I do agree with what George said. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that any of these plans are going to work. More with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy right after this. But first, the weather is changing and so should your home. It's time to make an investment in your home and you should make that investment with Universal Windows Direct. It's an investment that will increase the value of your home and improve the overall look and feel. And guess what? It's going to save you some money. And don't we all love saving money? The Packers love saving money. Had to do a lot of that this year with the salary cap. little cramming. I bet you do that at home as well. If you have to save some money, Universal Windows Direct is the way to go. You can put off paying for these windows for two full years. Call now to schedule your personal estimate and take advantage of a buy one window, get one window free offer, plus zero payments and zero interest for two full years. Here's the number. You ready? 414-410-2000, or you can visit them online at universalwindowsdirect.com. It's universalwindowsdirect.com. Tell them Jen sent you.
This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. On Water Street, it says no shoes, no no service, and I believe he took his shoes off on Water Street. It's on- uh, an advice of counsel, I am going to plead the fifth. <laughs> that is the first time okay. ever you have taken counsel's advice, by the way. Okay, I've been trying to get you to take counsel's advice for months. On 94.5 ESPN. our loyal listeners we are giving you the floor whose side are you on how are you feeling two and a half weeks into this thing the green bays of our lives if you will how are you feeling 800-990-3776 i feel ucky so tired what you know today was one of those days i woke up and i was like i don't want to wake up let me just go back to sleep I didn't, though. I came here because it's what I have to do. Aaron Rodgers, get your ass in the building. It's what you're supposed to do. Whoa. That's how I feel. Whoa. That was aggressive. Did get not your expect ass that from fellow Packer fan Ashton. From fellow Packer <laughs> fan Ashton. <laughs> from scared of his own shadow. Hey, Ashton. Boo. Okay. 800-990-3776. Which side are you on? How you feeling today? Let us know. The floor is yours. We're taking the temperature of the state, the state of the state, if you will. Temperature of the state? Eh, pretty good lately supposed to be 80 this week but wisconsin is known for being brutal still gonna snow not today i didn't say today you think it's gonna snow this it ain't over it's been over pal no from from the guy who says when it's over it's over in the last 20 years there has been measurable snow on this date in may wisconsin in may check it out ashy no here's the thing but what when it's over it's over. It's not and over. winter's been over for two months. I have been the official arbiter of turning the corner. Now, I don't want to tell you that we've turned the corner uh, three times because I said, I really think we've turned a corner here on the weather Ashy here in Wisconsin. Ashy has news. Ashy has news. No, 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 I'm not backing you up on this at all. I was just curious about Jen saying turning that she's the turning the corner. Yeah. I said, it. we've turned the corner. I think we've really turned the corner on the weather. And then it snowed. And then a couple weeks ago, I said, I think we've really turned the corner. And my husband said, why would you do that? Chewy was right. Holy. Chewy was right. Give it to me. May 10th, 1993, 0.2 inches of snow. There you go, Gabe. But it's past May 10th. Okay, first of all. No, no. Yeah, it's past May 10th. First of all, two things. You said the last 20 years. 1990 is 30 years ago. So no, you were not right. And Ashton prematurely played that. What are we doing? Why are we just bowing to the... Chewy is right, guys. Every time he's just somewhere close to being right. He wasn't right. He was wrong. At least somebody can do math here because the rest of us, well, that sounds good. Yeah, 1990 sounds like 20 years ago. 800-990-3776. show about how it wasn't. I know. I forgot. (laughs) Ron in the key, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good morning. Good morning. Whose side am I on? Mine. Who? I want winning football, so that means you do whatever you can to keep Aaron. I think the problem most fans have is that they don't realize what is and isn't like their reality. Honor the contract. These aren't contracts. They're not contracts, at least in the way you understand or you don't understand the nuance. Hence, they can cut you whenever they want. You don't necessarily have to. So I'm all for player leverage as much as you can. Do I think in any way, shape, or form that Aaron should be able to decide to get rid of the GM? No, I didn't necessarily think that the best basketball player in this state should get to have his brother, brother play on his team. Turns out his brother's better than I thought. But if it meant keeping Giannis, they could have had Liam Antetokounmpo play as a 13-man. I don't care. <laughs> Liam, his, imp- his toddler child. 
Yes, but his best chance for a title is having Giannis. And our only chance for a title, although small in a single elimination tournament, is for Aaron to play. Both sides suck. Aaron is perceived, we don't know these athletes, to be hard to deal with. I always thought he threw McCarthy under the bus. But that doesn't change anything. The, the average fan isn't in the 99.99999 percentile of what he does. And salesmen who do that, surgeons who do that, hell, if you build enough widgets in the factory, the boss will let you be the person who's two minutes late every day because you get things done that others can't. That's the reality of the world. So uh, as a person, would I coach my daughters to behave the way that Darren, you know, that Aaron does? Probably not. But as a fan who, like, doesn't watch playoff football unless I have a bet on it, if the Packers aren't in it, do whatever you can to have Aaron on the team. Okay, Ron, but how do you reconcile that? How do you reconcile that you're saying that that behavior is unacceptable? I I wouldn't let my daughters do that. But if you're the 99.9999999 percentile guy, yeah, you can carry yourself that way. Yeah, you can hold the franchise hostage. Yeah, you can go about it the way that Rodgers has. Because I could teach my daughters to leverage themselves to get the most they can, to get the most money they can, the most days off they can, whatever, without being a tool. But that doesn't change, like, my reality. I don't have to work with Aaron, so I don't care if he's a tool. If he gets to be on the team, he has to side him out. I'm on mine. I don't have to reconcile that. They're living in a different world. Also, I try to teach my daughters that most times they aren't going to have that reality. And so you build them to be a better person and you build them to be coachable, but you, that's not the reality that Aaron has to live in. I, I would, I love it if he was all those things and he had a chance to bring me another Super Bowl entertainment as a fan. Sure. But not in that. My priority is me as a fan, win a title way, 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 way down lower that like the athlete is a role model. I wonder what percentage of players roll their eyes at Aaron. Cause there is a percentage. I wonder how big it is. It's not his guys. Um, but why would they roll their eyes? Because I've told the story, Ron. Thank you so I don't much for think the call. This, ra- this raises to the level of the way he's acting. But you here's know? the thing again, and this is what makes me think that there's more to this is the way Devontae's talked about it. Like the way he really De- hasn't said anything. No, though. but like he just. It, and, and maybe I'm looking way too much into his comments because there was, in the Peter King article yesterday, in the interview he did last week with Colin Cowherd, he's just kind of intimating. He's just, it seems like he's like, knows something that he's just not letting out. But what position by Devontae Adams gives him the best leverage with the franchise? Right? We know that the franchise wanted to extend Devontae Adams. Yeah. We know that that would have been a no brainer move sure. this offseason to get them a- some salary cap relief, and they didn't do it. I think he's using the situation, again, for himself, for the team, for the betterment of all of those situations, but to put himself in the best position to negotiate with the team. And if they think he might not come back, if Rodgers doesn't come back, it makes sense for him to align himself with the QB. Listen, we've been talking about this all morning. We will continue at 800-990-3776. The floor is yours. We're taking the temperature of the state, the state of the state, if you will, here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Stick around. Much more to come.